The storied legacy of Mercedes-Benz is rooted in empowered women who've gone on to show the world what they can accomplish. This July, Womanica has teamed up with Mercedes-Benz to feature women who've charted their own paths and achieved greatness. Join us on this journey as we celebrate women who were driven to pursue their passions, even if it meant changing course along the way. This month on Womanica, we're talking about dynamos. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're highlighting women who've led dynamic lives that have shifted, evolved, and bloomed, often later in life. Today's Womanican cooked for royalty, government officials, and business magnets. After decades of working in a kitchen, she immortalized her famed dishes in a beloved cookbook. Please welcome Flora May Hunter. Flora was born Flora May Ross on the Spring Hill Plantation in Thomas County, Georgia, around 1910. Things were changing in that region, known as the Red Hills, an area of land spanning southern Georgia and northern Florida. After the Civil War, southern planters and plantation owners in the area were bought out by wealthy northerners looking for winter homes. Plenty of game made the region a prime location for winter hunting. Flora's family was part of a strong African-American community in the area. Many of them worked at the former plantations turned hunting retreats. Flora's mother, Lessie, worked in the kitchen, and her father, Eddie, was a handyman. They moved across the border to Leon County, Florida, when Flora was a baby, to work at the Sunny Hill Plantation. There, Lessie became head cook. By the time Flora was 15, she had joined her mother's profession and began her lifelong study of cooking. Lessie passed down recipes and techniques to Flora, the same as her mother had done for her. At 18 years old, Flora got a job working as a cook at Fashali Plantation. She traveled north with her employers on trips to Ohio and Ontario, but she always returned to Florida. In 1933, she married Peter Hunter. He worked at the nearby Horseshoe Plantation, where the couple would continue working for more than 30 years. Horseshoe Plantation stretched across more than 12,000 acres. It was particularly busy during fall and winter, when northerners came to hunt and spend the cold months in a warmer climate. Flora quickly became known as the best cook in the region. She expertly cooked quail and rice cakes, and she came up with her own recipe, horseshoe eggs, which was a riff on deviled eggs. Every morning, the kitchen offered at least 13 different breakfast items. Flora also created lunch for all the guests' different schedules. Warm lunches for those at the plantation and prepackaged lunches for the hunting parties. Flora's husband, Peter, would cook the packaged lunches on an open flame on the hunting grounds. Flora was cooking for her employer's tastes as well as those of the household staff. This helped her master a wide array of recipes, what some historians have come to call culinary code switching. In one cookbook entry, Flora served pigtail pilau with fried okra and peach cobbler for the workers. Meanwhile, the guests feasted on turtle soup, pan-broiled venison, and tapioca pudding. Flora and Peter retired around 1970 to a house near Horseshoe. There, Flora started to compile her recipes into an all-encompassing cookbook. 
She translated what she cooked from memory into discrete amounts and cooking temperatures. But despite her fame as a cook, publishers weren't interested. And in 1978, she told the local newspaper that she didn't have the means to self-publish either. Word got around to Thelma Thurston Gorham, a professor at Florida A&M University. Thelma took on Flora's book as a project, working with a librarian and a graphic artist to edit and illustrate the book. The owner of a small local company took on the challenge of printing it. In 1979, Born in the Kitchen, Plain and Fancy Plantation Fixins was published. It chronicles the menus and recipes Flora created during her time at Horseshoe, including staple Southern meals and the ways she adjusted them for the plantation's guests. The book was meant for cooks of all levels. Some recipes included ready-made ingredients from supermarkets, while others instructed readers on how to scale fish. It focused on the kitchen as a place of knowledge and experience where Flora offered a lifetime of expertise. As food journalist Tony Tipton Martin wrote, Flora changed the record of what it meant to be a black cook in the face of the Aunt Jemima stereotype. In 1988, nine years after her book's publication, the state of Florida honored Flora with the Folk Heritage Award. It was an honor that she never expected. She told the local paper, I've never been so surprised in all my life. Flora died in 2003. She was in her 90s. All month, we're highlighting the stories of dynamos. For more information, check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow.